Hey there, it's Karen Roach with Bottom Up Teaching, where we use the Castle competencies to create a student experience in your classroom so SEL happens naturally and you aren't adding another thing to do. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about the idea of toxic positivity. And then I'm going to share a couple simple strategies you can use immediately for yourself and in your classroom. So grab a pen and some paper. You might want to take notes. And if you're driving or multitasking, you can read the blog later on bottomupteaching.com or, of course, listen to this fabulous episode again later. So here we go. Let's dive into toxic positivity. This is a concept that blew up my social media last week. There was an article or maybe two that were written and passed around, reposted, reshared, lots of comments. It was very clear that a lot of people feel like toxic positivity is existing around them. So what is toxic positivity? Well, it's kind of this idea that even though the world sucks right now and things are super hard, there are certain people that are constantly your cheerleader. Like, you got this. It's fine. Everything's going to be great. And even though we need those people in our lives, let's face it, sometimes we just want them to agree with us or go along or even just acknowledge the fact that everything's not fine. Everything's not perfect. And there are parts of the day and parts of life right now that are really, really hard. And I see it every single day in the school building that I work in. I see it within the teachers as they truly are juggling two different jobs. They're planning for their in-person learners. They're planning for remote learning. And even while they have their in-person learners, let's face it, it isn't the same. It's very different to have to stay six feet away from your students. It's very different to have to be mindful of what you touch or don't touch. Um, But I also see where there's a huge level of adaptation, where I can think back to eight or nine weeks ago as we were getting ready to enter the school year and we knew we were going into in-person learning. And I mean, the worries just overcame the excitement. We worried about how the kids would be, how they would adjust, how would we adjust, how could we teach in this environment? Was this really the best environment for kids or was it better just to leave them online? And I I admit I could be living in my own little personal bubble, but from my perspective, this is a million times better than being online 100% of the time. And I know that there are educators out there listening to this episode right now thinking, I wish I was in person with my kids, even for just a couple of hours, because being online all day, every day, it's not only exhausting, it isn't normal. So I'm going to digress here for just a quick second and tell you a story. So my son just went back to in-person learning last week. And after the first seven weeks of being online, he absolutely adapted to his Zoom calls. He was jumping from Zoom room to Zoom room like he was changing classes. 
he most definitely became very accustomed to taking his little breaks during his seven minute quote passing period from Zoom room to Zoom room, you know, popping down to the kitchen, grabbing something out of the refrigerator to eat, having a little chat with his sister or his dad who was home with him. But over the first three days that he was back in in-person learning, it became glaringly clear to both my husband and I that even though he adapted to the online world and really flourished academically, there's so much that happens in a school day that just happens because you're sharing space with other people. And even though there was a part of him that was super excited to go back to school, And yet this part that really didn't want to give up this new life that he had created for himself in online learning, it became clear over the the first three days that he was back that being in person really did fill his bucket more. So let's get back to this concept of toxic positivity. I actually wonder and worry if it isn't as much toxic positivity as much as it is about the expectations that we're putting on ourselves. Again, I acknowledge, I totally get that there are people out there that are your constant cheerleader that are going to tell you that it's okay and everything's fine when it's not. And in fact, hearing that all the time is actually not only quite frustrating and annoying, but it's almost anger producing because it is, It's dismissing your feelings of frustration, of overwhelm, of stress, of confusion, of maybe even this overwhelming feeling of, I can't do this anymore. So someone who's always telling you things are going to be okay when it's not is actually incredibly awful. It's like saying that you have to live in the green zone. Come on, people. We can't all live in the green zone. And in fact, I've actually shied away from teaching my students the zones of emotional regulation the way that I used to because it gives this impression that you always have to be in green. But guess what? You actually should have a cycle of emotions throughout the day. And if you're always in green zone, I'd have to have a conversation with you about your lack of emotion. So from my perspective, what we're calling as toxic positivity is really when about the expectations that we're putting on ourselves. It's this drive and determination to live within normal rules while we are living in this very abnormal reality. We're not playing the same game, guys, so we have to change the rules. Imagine playing Monopoly while following the rules for sorry. Good luck. It won't make sense. You'll be so confused. It'll be so frustrating and it won't work. This is the world we're living in right now. 2020 is like playing Monopoly while following the rules of sorry from 2019, 2018, 2017, and previous years in the past. So when you think about the expectations that you have for yourself and you have for your students, not only in the classroom, but in an online learning environment, we have to look at it as this is a brand new game we're playing. So let's pull out the rule book. Let's revisit those rules, those expectations, so that we can play this game to win. We're not playing the same game, guys. 
So we have to change the rules. What do I mean by this? So the little things that used to either drive you crazy and probably still do, or maybe they were just expectations that you were able to set with your students and you didn't deal with some of these little problems or issues, we're going to be dealing with them now. Kids are going to eat on your video calls. They are going to be off camera. They're going to look like they're goofing around or not even listening. For Pete's sake, they might not even show up at all. Reactions are going to be bigger and patience is less. You're tired and they're tired. We are all tired of 2020. But sadly, it doesn't seem to be going anywhere soon. So right now, we are playing a different game. We have to change the rules. And I think the biggest takeaway that I can give you for this, if you're going to do one thing, ask yourself, what is truly essential this year? What is essential for me to do on a daily basis? And what is essential for my students to do on a daily basis? If it isn't essential, throw it away. Let it go. Take the big deep breath and ignore all those little things that you used to feel like you had control over, only this year, they're driving you crazy. Because I'm here to tell you that this year does stink. This year is challenging. It's hard. It's a, we're living a life that none of us have ever lived before. So I'm not going to tell you that it's okay and you can do this and you got it because even though I, I know all those things are true, it's not what you need from me right now. Right now, you need me and want me to acknowledge that life is different and life is challenging and you're exhausted. So just remember that every feeling that you're having about the school year, your students are having as well. They're challenged, it's hard, and they also are exhausted. So there are three things that I am going to encourage you to find, not only for yourself, but also for your students. The first is time, the second is space, and the third is grace. Again, for you and for your students. I need you to find time to take care of yourself. This is capitalizing on our self-management castle competency. And taking care of yourself looks different for every single person. Some of you taking care of yourself might be finding peace and having time in your day that is just for you. It might be escaping to a bubble bath in the evening at home or closing your classroom door, turning off your lights and almost acting as if no one's in there to just get five minutes. For others, time to take care of yourself might be checking off the to-do list or socializing with people you care about. It looks different for everyone. The second one is space, and this is capitalizing on our castle competency of self-awareness. Space to figure out what you need. Every day, every moment, your brain and body need something different to get through the day productively and effectively. Your students are the same way. So when you start to notice different emotions or actions or reactions, whether it's in you or your kids, take a step back and figure out what 
is the behavior or reaction that you are feeling or you are observing in your students telling you you need. And the third thing is the grace. The grace to let things go that really are not a big deal. And this dials into the castle competency of responsible decision-making. When the rules go back to normal, when we're playing the same game, grab onto all those things that make you feel like you've got control. But right now, you need grace to let things go that aren't really a big deal. And again, this applies to both you and your students. We're not playing the same game, guys. So we have to change the rules. Each day, we use the CASEL competencies to create a student experience in our classroom so that SEL happens naturally and you aren't adding another thing to do. So while I'm going to tell you you got this, I'm also going to acknowledge that things are different and they feel really hard right now. But remember, how you teach makes a difference. Don't forget, I get raw and real on Monday mornings at 645 on our Facebook Live at Bottom Up Teaching. You can also get the blog directly to your inbox by visiting bottomupteaching.com community.